And we are live now. Hey, okay, cool. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Of Like Minds video podcast, episode 15. Here I have a special friend of mine, Miss Cara, proud Filipino-American friend who also works in the marketing industry. Cara, thank you for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for reaching out to me. Yay. So, Cara, you, um, we'll get to this later on, but talking about your upbringing and you growing up in the Bay Area and uh, what that was like. Yeah, so born and raised in the Bay Area. Um, I had an older sister, older brother that I grew up with. Um, and I went to a private Catholic school all my life mm. um, from kindergarten to eighth grade. So St. Joseph's in Pinole. And then I went to a high school, also private Catholic school called St. Mary's. It was in Berkeley. So, um, I mean, maybe different from a lot of people, but in Bay Area where I was born and raised and just went through private Catholic school almost all my life. Um, and then when I was in high school, I discovered, well, I guess I discovered a lot of different arts throughout my life. I did um, acting, like being in theater. I don't know if I told you that, Kevin, but I hmm. used to do like musicals <laughs> and what? in middle school. Um, before that, I actually was really into the guitar. And so I picked that up, was trying to, you know, be a musician for a while when I was younger and really was into the whole YouTube phase and watching all these different <laughs> artists. But um, that was my that was my before life before I got into dancing. Mm -hmm. So it was like guitar, got into um, theater and musicals, and then I think I think it's funny because when I was in musicals and, and theater, I was never casted as of course like the lead. But I think that showed <laughs> me that I was like okay, maybe I'm like more into dance. <laughs> um, so then. Um, found myself in dance and I grew up more in the East Bay side of mm. the area. So, mm -hmm. um, I found, um, Funkonometry. Are you familiar with Funkonometry mm -hmm. in SF? Yeah. And I started dance over the summer where I did like a summer intensive with some friends and it was really cool. Um, not just because like dance, but, um, I think that was the first time that my mom was more, willing for me to just explore the world a little bit, go on BART, go on train by myself with my oh. friends and just explore like, you know, the city life and meet other people outside of the Catholic private school world. Yeah, I was just going to say, because you said that you pretty much grew up in the Catholic school. And so with your mom being so open with you, just using public transport and being exposed to all these different things like how does that even I feel like it's very either or and it, it kind of seems like you have a little bit of a balance so what was that like yeah yeah I, re I remember like I was really nervous and scared to ask her if I could even like try all this dance because it required me to go all the way to the city which is like mm. it was like either a 45 minute drive or like an hour an hour and a half, I don't even remember, like, BART train ride that I would have to do with my friends, mm -hmm. and so it was hard, because I was, like, I know my mom wants me to be safe, and all those things, but this is what I want to do, and, like, this is what would be required to just, like, get out of the house, or out of the side of um, the East Bay, and go to another city, um, and surprisingly, she let me, and I think it was because I had, like, friends that were also going with me, and, you know, mm -hmm. making sure that we were all okay, and I was doing it with other friends, um, but 
during that summer intensive, I think that's where, you know, I was able to do that and then also pursue. And I, I like tried out for the dance team for the um, junior dance team during the following year. Mm. Um, and so I was also doing that with a friend. So I think that's kind of what helped, I guess, my family understand or just help my family feel like I was safe with like, not just always being in the East Bay and like doing other activities that are outside of where I was used to is because mm. I had other friends that were with me. Um, but long story short, was into dance. I think dance is what really opened up my world into meeting other people and just mm. um, meeting people that were very inspiring or like kind of similar to me. Um, and then honestly, as college came around, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I liked dancing. And so honestly, as I applied to different colleges, I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's good dance classes or, or like dance teams around there. Huh. And so I, I applied to like LA area um, and San Diego and um, staying in, the, in, in San Francisco wasn't a priority of mine. I really wanted to like get out of where I was used to. Hmm. And so um got into San Diego State um, and I knew Masato, you know Masato. Mm -hmm. um, he told me more about the dance community and about the school and so I, it's, it's kind of weird because yeah I didn't really know what I wanted to do going into college but mm -hmm. what I have told people have led me was kind of like the dance world and feeling like okay this is something new but I do feel a sense of like something that I do want to pursue in that world and that was like trying out for 220 or trying out for um other dance teams in that area mm -hmm. um and then yeah that's kind of what led me to San Diego state or like San Diego area yeah no for sure well kind of going back to the beginning of you finding dance and you making these travels to the city um, if you can maybe just give a little more insight to, you know, whoever's tuning in today and just what that was like when you first found dance and you found it with people, with friends that also enjoyed it as well. Like, what was that like doing something you really enjoyed with people that you enjoyed spending your time with? Yeah, I, it was definitely, um, I guess the people that really is what made it really enjoyable um, I don't know if it's, I think growing up in the Bay Area, you really, I was lucky to grow up in a very diverse community. Also with, um, although like I say diverse, I, I went to a, like, um, my elementary school is actually like majority Filipino, which is kind of interesting because I think <laughs> a lot of stories I hear is like Filipinos, they were the only Filipinos or Asians in their like American schools or whatever. But mm. I was like, Honestly, growing up, I was like with the majority of Filipinos, mm. which is very different. And so I was very comfortable in my skin. And then, but I think when I, when I started dance, it was more of like this culture of people that lived in the city and, and the city life is very, very different. I think How being so? that, um, I lived more in like the suburbs of the mm. East Bay. And so, yeah, I, I knew how to drive and I, we had BART and, um, but when I would go into the city, it was almost like I was with friends and we were kind of like running around the city or just going from restaurant to like stores to like, it was very easy to, to go around and it felt a sense of like freedom or, or something that I, I felt like didn't have when I was in the East Bay. It just that, that 
freedom as a young child, but still like feeling safe in a way. I mean, I don't know if we were safe, but <laughs> I'm still here today. Um, and, and, but also being okay with the, with the dance community, you know, I think we did have good teachers. We did have good mentors that were like teaching us not only, you know, it's important with dance, but how do you, how do you transfer this, this confidence into the, the other parts of your world, whether that's like doing a presentation in school or like, um, just being a leader. Um, what was interesting was like, I was a, I was a dance captain <laughs> one on of now. my years <laughs> dance captain um and that was like although it's like yeah you're a dance captain for a junior dance team but it was it meant a lot for me because i was like mm -hmm. okay as a dance captain what does this mean to me and how could i leverage this like this power that i have not power but just like how could i make this team a little bit better with you mm -hmm. know given that i do have this um power or whatever it is well, and yeah what was that what was that first of all how did you even get like was that something that was voted on by the rest of the team was that kind of given to you by your directors or how was that role given to you and what did that mean to you once you did get that role dang that's a good question because i'm like trying to think right now i, <laughs> I think it was like i i think we applied okay. and then the, the maybe how the director shows i think it was like an application okay. and we kind of answered questions of like you know basics like why do i want to do this or maybe even like i think there's questions like what maybe what experience do you have being what, like 17 um, <laughs> or like maybe what changes I, it was so long ago but I feel like it was a it was an application part of it and then it was more of the directors of the dance team that um, and the directors weren't on the dance team it was um, they were part of the adult team mm. that that chose that I think it's been so long um, but yeah when I when I got that I you know I was I was you know, moved. I was like, wow, they really like trust me with something like this. Mm -hmm. And um, it meant a lot for me because I don't think I'd ever been in like a leadership position ever until mm. that point. But it was, I think it was really cool. It's like, I really love dance and um, I was just so into it, you know, spending all your time, whether the sun watching videos on YouTube yeah. or just cause that's what I had. There wasn't a huge dance community in, in the Bay area. Like I think that they have in San Diego. Mm. Um, and so a lot of it was just like learning, studying, trying to think like, what makes, why do I like this? And how could we translate this into our team? Um, and, and yeah, I think, there's something else I was going to say. But now I, no worries, no worries. I forgot. Well, while um, you're thinking about that, was there ever a time? I mean, this is, it's got to be a huge thing. It's your first, you know, leadership role. So was there ever a time of, of great like adversity and that you felt like you really grew from? Um, you ever, I mean, I can't imagine being a dance captain, 17 years old with a bunch of your peers. So there's a lot of immaturity, I would say, you know, and just, we're still growing. So did you ever face any sort of adversity while being in that role? Um, man, it's been so long, but I know it was <laughs> definitely a weird feeling for me where I was like, these are my friends, these are my peers, and I had to like lead them in a way where, you know, I, it felt a little awkward for me where I was telling them what to do, whether that was just like, you know, today this is what we're going to do X, Y, and Z. 
it was it was kind of weird i guess that was the adversity that was just like mm. being comfortable in a leadership position where part of me was like i'm kind of equal to them or like what mm-hmm. you know what really makes me so much better than them i mean yeah i guess i'm team captain still and i have that title but what does that title really mean and so learning how to be comfortable with um being in that leadership position was something that i really learned from because it i always had this voice that was like um, what's it called? Like imposter syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. like, what is that? You know, you're a team captain. What's that really mean? But part of me was also like, you know, I'm in this position because I want to better this dance team and I want all of us to grow. And I think that's what everybody, everybody's common goal is right now. And so that, that kind of gave me peace of mind. Mm, awesome. 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 And I think something uh, similar that you and I kind of have is that you are the youngest of your siblings and um i am the youngest i actually have an older sister i just recently met and i'm actually the youngest on my mom's side of all the cousins so i can really see um the maturity from you just knowing you and you kind of taking that into the that leadership space so if you can just talk a little bit about i think maybe the benefits of being the young the youngest of your siblings and how that kind of translated in terms of your maturity in terms of you seemingly taken on this role and maybe roles outside of dance captain um, so well at even such a young age. Yeah, it's funny because I don't think I've ever seen or identified being the youngest of my family a benefit <laughs> to, to hmm. I guess, my, my future. But I think it's definitely relevant. And if I think about it now, you know, one, my older, I have an older sister, mm-hmm. five years older than me, older brother, three years older than me. Um, they didn't like pursue dance or anything. I would say that I was, I was kind of like the, the different one in terms of what I wanted to do because both of them Mm. followed piano. I did it, but then I was like, I don't like this. (laughs) I ended after like a couple months. They both really were good in sports. I did sports, but then I was like, Eh, whatever and then I started like guitar and I and 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 um acting and then dancing and dancing is what I really thrived in mm-hmm. um but I guess I would say that they've definitely pursued things where it's it's given me I guess confidence where they pursue something and I see like, okay, if they could do that then I can do it as well or they're maybe like they've gone through trial and errors where it, it doesn't make me as scared to do certain things. Um, and I mean, being, you know, also the youngest, uh, being able to talk to them about certain things. Um, it's almost like, not that they were able, they were being like the guinea pigs of things, but <laughs> I think that they're, you know, I'm, I recognize there's definitely a benefit of being a youngest and them going through like, um, my elementary school, my, my high school first before, and then them telling me things that I could benefit from going through those same experiences. And then they went to college um, mm. and then I was going to go to college after. And so just learning from some of the things that they learned is definitely beneficial, I guess, in that sense, because I don't know, maybe if they, if I can't think of anything specific right now, but if maybe they like, you know, learn something that was whether a trial and error, then they would pass it on to me and, and let me know. And I didn't mm. have to experience that whole like failure and then learn. I just learned that from them because they went through it. That's, it's so funny how you say that because I feel the exact same way when people always ask like what it's like, at least growing up as an only child, because 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't meet my sister till literally a few months ago, which is oh, awesome, wow. by the way. But I think um, I always tell people, like, I really enjoyed that advantage of just learning mistakes before I was able to make them. And you would learn from your elders, so my older mm-hmm. cousins, and so on and so forth. So I think it's really cool how I like it, even, like, in your way, too. It, it's, it reads the same exact way. But we also reap the same benefits. Um, you saying that you you kind of deviated from what your siblings did in terms of focus. So did that ever, um, was there ever conflict in terms of like, was there ever like, I, I always felt competitive to my older cousins. Like I wanted to be where they were. So I don't know if that was something that you've ever experienced growing up because your lanes were maybe a little more different or what was that kind of like? So for me, I think when I was going to college, I was still, I think the only thing where I felt some kind of relation, because I think of personally, I'm very um, in, in individualistic or something, if that's, mm-hmm. that's the right term. But because I like deviated and tried doing all these like uh, different artistic avenues that they didn't do. And so I was very like, okay, I'll figure things in my own lane. But um, what was what I thought I realized something later on is like my sister, she pursued business and, and marketing in college. Um, for me, when I was in college, I entered college, um, not claiming a, um, a major I entered like undeclared. Mm. And then later on, uh, what was it? Like my third year I had to declare something and I was like, Oh shit, I don't, I don't really know what I want. (laughs) And, um, I kind of had an idea. It was either I wanted to go into marketing or I wanted to go into human resources and recruiting. Mm. I ended up choosing human resources and recruiting, um, and then doing internships, doing all those classes, graduating in business admin and HR with emphasis Mm. in HR. Um, right. When I graduated, I realized I didn't want to do that anymore. And, um, I wanted to pursue marketing. Um, and then in relation to what you were asking, I, I wonder if part of this, me choosing HR and recruiting, although I, I was interested in both, I, I wonder if like, because my sister, she pursued marketing in mm. I, marketing business, or at least her job was like in marketing operations. Yeah. And I wonder if, if part of me was like, you know, I kind of want to do something different. I want to be different from her. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it was intentional, but I think something subconscious told me like, you know, why not just do something a little bit um, different from, you know, my older sister. And so mm-hmm. I think that kind of played into my, my choice of choosing HR and recruiting. Um, but then I ended up in marketing right now. So <laughs> I know. that's, so I, I think it's something I reflect on later on. And I'm like, I wonder if it was because I just wanted to be different from my older sister and try something. But in the end, I actually wanted, wanted marketing. Um, or at least that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah. No, that's crazy how that ended up working out for you, even though you had decided maybe something else initially. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big thing too. I, I this is actually something um, I did want to ask just, being refreshed about your story so when you're going into college and you being undecided first question um just both of us being filipino what was that like in terms of for your support system or your family to be like you're going to go to school you're going to invest in this and you're going undeclared and then second thing um what did that mean when you first finally decided to go with was it biz business um business. and emphasis in hr there you go. So what was that like when you finally decided at that point in your life that you're like, okay, I have something I think I want to do. So just kind of touching up on both those things. 
Yeah. So the first question, as far as like trying to decide what I wanted to do, I think what I felt very blessed is like my, I don't think my family really pushed me into anything. I know my dad was very like, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? <laughs> and then I was just like, I don't know. Like, I think he was very, or both my parents are very like, you know, just, you know, do what you really are interested in and, and pursue that. And like, for me, I was just like, I wish it was that easy to understand, but mm-hmm. I think it was it, you know, I'm glad that they didn't push me into the stereotypical, like a lot of my Filipino friends that were <laughs> wanted to be, their parents wanted to be doctors or engineers, mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that. Um, because my parents were both um, data uh, programmers and, and data mm. analysis. And so they were in the business world and things like that. So I think they kind of had that understanding. Yeah. Um, so they didn't really have their, I don't think I personally growing up had any pressures for my parents at least I did have pressures on myself (laughs) I think Mm. one thing is I'm very hard on myself and I was like yo I'm going into college and I still don't know what I want to do um it was great that I got to there's like opportunities with um San Diego State that was just like learn about you know join organizations understand these different job roles Mm -hmm. um but eventually when I had to declare um, at the end of my second year, it was, it was hard. Um, my roommates were both in the medical field and I remember, I still remember talking to my friend, Marissa, who's a nurse right now. And she has always known that she wanted to be a nurse and she kind of had a clear pathway of like how to go about that with San Diego state. Mm. And I remember I was always talking to her like, dude, it's so easy for you. <laughs> like, I don't even like, I do want to be in business, but I think there's just so many pathways we can go about this. And, mm. um, and I mean, of course she didn't really know either. Um, but I think that's, that's definitely a real thing with somebody who's interested more in the business world. There's just so many avenues, whether that's like, you want to help, like understanding your, your, um, strengths I think one I was like you know I really like organization Um, maybe I'm really good with like human resources and helping businesses organize you know the business but then I was also like you know I've seen myself in leadership positions whether it was like as a dance captain or just Mm -hmm. in other organizations and I was like maybe I want to like be in entrepreneurship and own a business but I really like the creativity side and like you know marketing kind of has that creativity side so there's just all these different things that I was thinking like shit I have to put like a a um I have to declare something that will like really impact me later on um and so it was you know, heavy. Cause I was like, I understand how much this will really impact what I'm going to learn the next couple of days. Cause that what classes I'm going to take. Yeah. And then it'll impact like my opportunities for like getting jobs later. So I chose HR. Um, I joined organizations. Um, the classes ended up being really boring. And <laughs> I did, I think I did two or maybe three, I don't remember unpaid internships for recruiting and they were okay. But I realized like, dang, I don't, I don't want to do this forever which I think was, you know, a, kind of a blessing because it made me realize like, at least I got these opportunities and mm-hmm. understood like, okay, I don't want to do this later on. Um, and so like at the end of literally about to graduate for, from college, I was like, I don't want to do HR, but I'm about to graduate with like a bachelor's degree in, um, it was called management with the emphasis in HR. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to go into marketing. Um, sorry, I don't know if this is more going off path no, but it's totally fine. It's totally fine. What, going. no yeah what happened was like it was 
I um, studied abroad fall of my last year in college and I went to Spain and right. um, do, yeah and then um, I started like a blog and wanted to create a website and just start some of these like digital marketing avenues um, because one it was fun just documenting my experience and then two mm. I think I started getting more interested in digital marketing and it was a way for me to just practice like some of these things that that I was interested in and then when I came back from fall and finished my last semester in in spring of 2017 um, I was about to graduate that's when I was like shit I don't want to do HR I want to do marketing but I'm about to graduate what I do um, so what I did was I we have at San Diego State called the the AMP uh, Aztec Mentored Aztec mentorship program. Mm -hmm. um, I utilized that and I reached out to people who were in the marketing fields and I did um, some informational interviews uh, and they, they were like my mentors, some of them that uh, agreed to mm. be mentors, where I just asked, I just basically told them my situation, like this whole, my four years, I was just studying to go into HR. I was in, uh -huh. I did internships, I did classes, but I think I want to pivot and I'm about to graduate, but I want to stay in San Diego and get a marketing job. Uh -huh. how, the, how the hell do I do all of this? Um, and it was really helpful because obviously these people have been in, um, in marketing is those were the people I was trying to reach out to. Mm. I mean, they'd been in it for a couple of years. They had resources they shared with me. Um, and one of them actually showed me what's it called? Like, uh, this thing called HubSpot Academy, where it was a free online class to learn more about marketing, um, mm. and then this like HubSpot software, yada, yada. And um, because of that actually is the reason why I have my job today, because the job I have today is uses that software. Whoa. And so it's, it, I think like one, it's cool that like my mentor, that girl was able to suggest learning about that marketing, but also that software mm -hmm. with those free classes. Um, but also it was just really beneficial I think talking to mentors are people who are actually in the space yeah. because when they're, they'll, they'll tell you like, you know, you might feel like you're freaking out because you're about to graduate and you're not in a, you don't have a marketing degree, but that doesn't matter at this point. And so that was kind of fulfilling. I was like, okay, so I could do this. Like <laughs> it's fine. And then two, they're like literally in the positions that I'm interested in. And you know, you don't have to wait four years or go into this, like, this system that all of us think we have to go through, like college, take these classes, have this degree, they can show you free online classes like I did, and then have the, gain that knowledge, like if you want to learn that over the weekend, which I was like, you know, I was like, okay, I'm willing to do this. Like, how do I go about this a different route? Yeah. Um, and so... I don't know if this was like a question later on, but if there's anything that like really helped me like pivot my way and in, in mm. my experience with college, it was like getting a mentor. No, absolutely. And I mean, you're making this change, what you said, spring quarter of your last year, essentially, like, right? Like, yeah, it was my last semester. Semester, right? So were you, were you, you didn't actually, you didn't switch majors. Just wanted to correct that. Like, no. Obviously, you obviously finished in business with the emphasis mm -hmm. in management, and you found this mentorship like right at the end of your senior year. And so mm -hmm. you have this momentum now that you've kind of learned from people that have have been doing it, and like you said, mm -hmm. that 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 guidance. So what was that like? First transitioning now into post grad, having that because I feel like that's a resource that. I may or may not a lot of other people have, but that's definitely something that's going to equip you really well. So what was that like uh, 
doing the postgrad life, like right out the gate? Yeah. So luckily, so when I was doing all of like the mentorship, I was, you know, stressed over the weekends, like trying to figure out like, um, at the end of that quarter, I knew when my lease was going to be up with like my roommates. So mm. I had, there was a timeline that was like ticking, um, and just figuring out like, am I really going to stay in San Diego? Because if I was going to, which I wanted to, I wanted to stay in San Diego. If so, like I had to find a job that helped me like pay for everything that was going on. I, I wasn't employed <laughs> at that time. I, yeah. I did like free internships um my parents were great in supporting my living costs Mm. for when i was studying in school um took out loans for like my college classes and all that but once i was done graduating it was all on me and like Mm -hmm. it's something that i'm like totally understand so there was definitely like a time (laughs) where it was just like all right time stick in what do i do there's a lot of pressure Um, and I luckily landed, it was like a marketing internship, but it was full time at a, at a market research company. Mm. So it started like two weeks after I grad or two, maybe like a month after I graduated. Like it was really soon after I graduated where Mm. I, I went home, celebrated with my family. And then I went straight back to, to San Diego to start working. So there wasn't really like much, much time to, after I graduated, but I kind of went straight into it. Um, and I think that's something that I was personally, I, it's a blessing and a curse, but I kind of liked working or I liked the marketing road because I really wanted to learn more about it. But of course I didn't have enough time to just like rest and like chill with my family and celebrate graduation and all that. Um, so I really just went all in right after graduation and, um, it was, it was a full time internship. Luckily I was getting paid to help me support like Mm. living in San Diego. Um, and what else? Yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's, that's my transition going into the work life after San Diego. State. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's insane. And I, I think too, for, I think you might be a second person that I've had conversation with that kind of, you know, worked your butt off and you're able to find something um, immediately out the gate, which is great. Um, I think um, a question that maybe people that are tuning in and listening to this um maybe why if you can go in a little more to why you chose san diego i think from the area that you come in you come from excuse me um there's you could probably say that there may be more opportunity there or even la like maybe more of a urban or bigger city um so what was kind of the main driving factor for staying in san diego that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) um that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I sometimes ask this myself. I, it's it's crazy because, you know, the fact that I don't have a legitimate answer, but it impacts my whole life is kind of crazy. One, I think I really built up a friendship support system here in San Diego where mm-hmm. um, my roommates or my friends I've made in school and especially in dance, like um, I... I I don't think I'm as close with people that I grew up with back home compared Mm -hmm. to the people I am with here. And I think, you know, I've become the, the best version of myself or the, or I've been discovering the, the better version of myself, the most recent years. And so it's, it's enjoyable that I've been able to share with, with the people that I've met here. And so I think some of that discovery of myself, I, I tie that to, to San Diego 
Um, and maybe it's, it's almost like unintentionally where I'm like, I really like myself here and not that I can't be myself in, in the Bay area, but there's, there's just parts of my everyday life that I really like being in San Diego, even like surface level things that I just really like the weather or <laughs> like, that it's really easy to just go to a friend's house. that's like 15 minutes away rather than in, in San Francisco. Like, I feel like it was a trip just going to the bear to, to San Francisco, like downtown mm-hmm. and like taking a dance class was like a whole freaking journey. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I think because the the most recent years is where I've really discovered myself and and enjoyed being with the people that I've surrounded myself with, that's, mm. that's opened me up to being the truest of myself, although I think there's still a lot of learning and discovery that I have yet to do. Um, I tie that to San Diego, and so I think that's the reason I tell, when people are like, oh, are you ever going to move? I'm like, oh, I think I still have a couple of years that I want to do down here. And I think it's not necessarily the city, but it's kind of like me saying like, oh, there's a little bit more discovery that I want to do in, in San Diego. I love it. That I makes love sense. it. I love, no, absolutely. <laughs> and you've kind of talked about it in bits and pieces earlier when we started and kind of in the middle, but um, for those that are listening and tuning into Cars Narrative, San Diego community um, in terms of dance is also very, very big. And like you had mentioned, even in your early days, uh, dance has played a tremendous role in terms of you having, you know, enjoyments outside of, you know, academia. And so coming to San Diego and you going here for undergrad, um, how did you continue your passion for dance? What spaces and how did that ultimately affect you in school and in your professional life? Yeah, it's it's crazy because right now, um, dance isn't really big in my life, but growing up, it was a huge influence into, I feel like, who I am today. And when, I mean, I started it in high school, um, and then I was in dance teams, and, I, and, you know, being captain, and I think a lot of those influenced me. But when I came to San Diego State, um, I auditioned for 220 um, mm. because my because Masato, I used to get to him <laughs> in the Bay Area, and he was like, "Yeah, join this join this company." And I was like, <laughs> "Sure, why not? This team seems cool." Um, and it was really it's it's okay. This is another thing. One, it's like I when. I, I was in high school. I was watching a lot of dance videos of 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 teams and dancers in in LA and San Diego area, and it was so big. And I was like, "Wow, I wish the Bay Area was this cool." Um, <laughs> and I didn't really know 220 before. Um, I actually like watched a lot of um, was like IDK videos, and it's crazy to see now. I know people who were like in those videos, like probably yeah. you were in those videos too. <laughs> no, and I'm just no, no. like, oh. It's, it's crazy. Like, so I, I entered, I joined that dance team essentially because I wanted to one, make friends. Cause I joined a whole, like I moved down here, not knowing a lot, like many people I knew, like my roommate and Masato. <laughs> and yeah. then, um, it felt like that was the easiest way for me to connect with people mm. because, because I felt dance and the, um, hip hop community was, um, 
is it was kind of like a language where you can con where you know about it and then if somebody else knows about it you can connect on a on a level that's like okay you get me like you know you know what that is and you yeah. know the rehearsals or even like the the stretches that everybody does <laughs> just like literally the littlest things yeah. you feel very like heard because they know mm. it as well and so I think dance served me in college as a way to find my grounding and my roots in San Diego and feeling a sense of uh, like okayness or like confidence in being in San Diego because there's other like-minded people, like-minded, like-minded <laughs> <laughs> like people um, that, that were in physically in the city. Um, and, and then I, so I did it my, first year in college and then what year, what year, what year this? just to give context so i did i was in 220 2013 to 2014 mm -hmm. and then um i did it again 2014 to 2015 mm -hmm. um and then wait did i yeah i did <laughs> and then oh my god am i lying to myself right no i did it two years right yeah i did it two years and then and then i stopped um and i think that was that was one a big thing for me and i think like well i don't know if it was a really big thing for other people but it was hard for me to explain to people why i was stopping and mm. it, i mean it's still something that i'm like still trying to figure out but i or the, although i think i know the answer to it's just i i was getting to a point in college where i moved to a new city i was meeting a lot of people i was discovering what i wanted to do in life and um dance wasn't i think dance really opened my eyes to different parts of the world different people performance and different avenues that i wasn't used to but i think it started to become things that i was used to and 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 not um discovering uh, new things for me if that makes mm. sense i think okay one there was still a lot for me to learn for dance that's not what i'm saying i don't think i, I think there's still <laughs> not that i'm saying like oh, just to clarify I was, yeah, just yeah. to clarify like there was still of course so much for me to learn from dance but i think with with my focus and things that i was getting more interested in at the time with like if i really want to stay here in san diego i got to figure out a job and like mm. i want to do a job that i'm passionate about what am i actually interested in i think it was deviating from dance mm. and so part of me i was like yeah i think i could continue dancing but i could also explore other avenues join different organizations and things like that mm -hmm. and i think um a, i think another reason that i felt like i I didn't want to continue with it with it was because I felt like I was putting like 50% into like half-assing a lot of things rather than yeah. like giving your all to one or two things. And so I felt like it kind of wasn't, it didn't make sense to, to be doing that. And it, it's kind of like, you know, what you put into it is what you're going to get out. And so I felt like because I was kind of half-assing it or wasn't as um, passionate about it, it's like in return, I was kind of getting a, whatever feeling or like mm. um you know whatever you get from it and so yeah i i paused with dance and i explored different i guess i spent more time in different things with college um but i 
I went back. Oh yeah, I went back to grownups. <laughs> I went back to dance. Well, before well before we get there, before we get there, okay, I just, okay, wanted, okay. I just wanted to align up our years. Just correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I got this. So you said 2013, 2015. You were on 220. Um, you know, Wait, great oh, team. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, competitive. You know, the rehearsals are going to be rigorous and uh, going to be fully demanded in terms of mentally and physically. And I think those are the years that you were undergrad. So you were still undeclared at this time, right? And so yeah. I'm sure that your transition and pivoting in your professional career probably had something to do with you realizing your focus was shifting in terms of if that's safe to say and probably why you took a break from dance. And you're obviously, you know, two years down the line, you're, you're, you're graduating and, and you're, you're kind of figuring it out and you kind of have things solidified. So how we met um, through Growing Ups, which is another dance um, company, um, a little bit different though, exhibition team. If you just want to explain a little bit about um, the need to come back to that maybe why you came back if you were in a better place mentally or you felt more you had a grip on what you were trying to do or if you're going to share about what that transition was like coming back to dance yeah now and now that you bring that up it's like I think also part of why I stopped was because I was so stressed or just like I didn't feel grounding in what I wanted to do with my life which was tied to being able to stay here in San Diego and so um I I mean, at the time, I just felt like, you know, stopping dance at that time would help me figure that out. So fast forward, then um, my third and fourth year, I wasn't dancing, you know, trying to figure myself out with work and studying abroad, discovering different things. Um, I told you, like, I discovered that I wanted to go into marketing. Um, I luckily got a marketing internship with like a company right after I stayed in San Diego um, and then was that when I, I think that was, when did I start Grown Ups? Was Grown Ups, when did Grown Ups start? 27, 20, oh, 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, that makes sense. So I found myself a marketing job and I think it's like part of me felt that sense of security in my life mm. or a little bit of stability, I guess. Um, not that I knew what the fuck I was doing, but (laughs) I found a sense of stability in being able to be financially dependent a little bit and like being able to stay in San Diego. It was something that helped me come to the next step of like, all right, so I got this down, like, am I happy? And I felt like I was kind of like surface level, like coasting, um, I wouldn't say I was very passionate or driven with my job. I think it was just kind of like, okay, this is something I'm learning about. And I miss that whole feeling of um, being passionate and driven in something. And what I Mm. was in that was dance. And so there is, I don't think I ever thought that coming, you know, out of graduation, going to this next job, I was going to be in another dance team. I never (laughs) expected that. Um, But on, I'll be honest, like, um, Masa and Paulo just like mm-hmm. texted me we're like look like Carlo um is starting this dance team and more like should we grant should we like um uh, audition for this like I think it's gonna be good and then it was like in a week and I li- that that week I was just like should I even do this like and and I think like there wasn't much going on in my life and I was really interested and I think uh I, I really like the directors and I was like okay I think this would be really cool and really interesting um and so I did it and then I ended up being grown-ups so I'll be honest like it wasn't very like it wasn't 
premeditated. It wasn't very like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to do this. Um, I think it was very like at that time in my life, I was just ready to do something new. Um, and I'm so grateful that I, that I did it because I, yeah. all these amazing people like learned so much, was able to perform again. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, yeah, the reason why I got back into dance, I think because part of my life was a little bit like stable that I didn't have before. Mm, that's, that's absolutely huge. And we're definitely glad that you came back. It's funny how we're also similar in that sense. Cause, uh, my friend Kirby, who was on IDK and uh, SGBM among, among other teams, but he was the one that actually told me about going up. So oh. I, I didn't even hear, like, I was very, Do me neither. you know what I mean? So I was very just like, and I was still commuting. I don't know if you remember, I was still commuting at the time. I was still living you in, were LA, in LA and, and I was teaching yeah. in San Diego and LA. And so it's just funny how like, you know, we kind of just like trusted our friends and be like, all right, I'm just going to mm-hmm. funny thing. He ended up not doing it. So he ended up leaving me. So that's where I was just like, Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> you know, things just kind of worked out, but it, it's, it's a yeah. shout out to Kirby and, and Masa and Paolo for yeah. bringing us all together. But that's super crazy. Um, another huge transition that I, 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 um, we kind of mentioned a little earlier that I was interested in. So at least from my knowledge of knowing San Diego state, I know San Diego state is, they go hard and, and, and it's a bit of a party school not to say that you guys don't do work because I know you guys do work I have I have family that, that's gone there before but you also your experience before going to San Diego State is you're coming from a Catholic school and mm-hmm. you're coming from years of being in Catholic school so I guess that contrast and kind of if you can just even shed some light on what that's like going from that school system to going yeah. to university and, and it probably be being a little bit different what was that like? Yeah. So, I mean, in addition to that, I did a, what is it called? Confirmation classes. <laughs> um, is that what it's called? Yes, it is. Um, and I was, I was a youth leader too. Like I was very um, into my religion, if that's the right way to, mm-hmm. to say it. Yeah. And it was, it was great. Um, and yeah, but so I don't, I wouldn't say that my school, no, yeah, I would say that (laughs) it was strict. There was definitely rules. It was very, um, focused in Catholicism and religion. Um, but I think the, the fact that I was in dance, I think that kind of gave me that experience to understanding a different, different world out there already. Mm. So it it was, it's interesting because yeah, although I did go through like private Catholic school almost all my life, I think dance is what helped me like see like a different world and not feel like the transition from high school to college in San Diego state that is like, you're right. It is a party school. Um, <laughs> it wasn't that, that hard of a transition because I think my, my big, like, Whoa, this is all different. Like, what is this world? <laughs> it was actually in high school when I, when I joined the dance team and, and mm. saw San Francisco and met all these different people and stayed up late, like doing rehearsals and then like getting food after and doing that world, which was actually kind of similar to, I guess, my college life after then mm-hmm. when I did college, you know, staying up late, getting food late, doing dance rehearsals late. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else that was different, but I mean, uh, diversity mm. was, I mean, diversity was pretty big in the Bay area too. I don't think that was huge. Um, 
I know you said that there's a lot of Filipinos that you, I don't know if that was like earlier in your schooling, in private schooling, or was that throughout even high school too, or? Actually not in high school. So it's, Mm. I feel like it's so interesting to hear a lot of stories who are like first gen Filipinos in America, because a lot of the stories are like, I was the only Filipino growing up in, in an all white school or something like that. But actually I was like, surrounded by a lot of Filipino and I'm I mean I'm so glad that that happened because I didn't feel very othered growing up um mm. and, but in high school it was very diverse and I I don't there wasn't as many Filipinos in my school um it was a lot of like all kinds of people like white people black people Mexicans like mm-hmm. um and then I don't think Filipino was as prominent of of um, ethnicity in that school so I guess it was, it was, there was a transition from like, um, elementary school and then in high school is where I was like, oh, the world's not run by Filipinos <laughs> or like, I'm not surrounded by a bunch of Filipinos, um, which was an interesting realization that I don't think a lot of people experience, you know, mm. I don't know for, oh, sorry. I don't mean to like ask you the questions, but no, for no. you, like when you were growing up, did you grow up in a predominantly, um, like Filipino centered like area? No, that, I mean, it's funny that you asked that because my, um, I mean, the, the area that I grew up in, there were definitely a lot of Filipinos, but the schools that I went to, uh, I went to performing arts school, uh, sixth through twelfth oh. grade. And so similar to how you said dance kind of already brought in your mind in terms of maybe a different lifestyle outside of like, you know, the private Catholic schooling. The same was for me. Like I was exposed to the LGBTQ community really early on. And mm. even even in like similar to you, even in the dance space, like I was very comfortable being flamboyant, just whoever I, who I was and who I am. And so I think I'm similar to you is just you have to be thankful for those experiences, especially early on, because it's 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 normalized and it is really normal. It's just that some people it's a culture shock when they when they, they're exposed to it. Yeah, so I'm definitely thankful that even though, yes, it was predominantly Filipino, like a Filipino-ish area, um, the school that I went to, there was people of every color yeah. and, every, and every liking. And so, and I wouldn't trade that for the world. And so, yeah, um, yeah, definitely helped me. Um, but that's crazy though. I mean, I just, I just, I, I think it's so like all these things like kind of blending together to create. <laughs> to create for lack of a better word like to create you I think um especially just like you know I was like man I didn't even know you went to private catholic school for all these years <laughs> I'm like I would and I would expect you you know if you had told me that up front I would expect someone completely different than the person that I know today so that's like mm. pretty wild um I wanted to also touch up upon to you you talked about when you first graduated and you kind of getting that support from your family back home when you first graduated at least to kind of get on your feet um for me i I was very prideful and i i stayed um away from not away from home but i I didn't i didn't move back home for for definitely a handful of years um Mm -hmm. mostly because i wanted to prove that you know being independent that i can make it and and make it in the career that i chose and so wondering if you know, just thinking back to that time, you had just graduated college and you just found something that you really want to like put your energy into, I guess, did it ever have positive or negative? Like, did it ever have an effect on you in terms of, oh, I'm still receiving support from my family, even though like I just got a degree, like I have a job. Like, I mean, I guess, what was that? What was that time like? 
Hmm. No, that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> for me, um, I'll be completely transparent, or yeah. I guess I already shared it, that um, for college, like, my parents helped support me with um, my living expenses, uh, but I did um, take on student loans completely for, like, um, class payments and things like that. Mm. And then um, after being done with college, I don't think my parents actually ever like said like you're on your own after, but there was a part of me that felt like that's what it's going to be regard whatever mm -hmm. they feel like. I felt like that was only right. And I think I kind of had that sense similar to you where it was just like, you know, I want to be financially independent and prove something. I don't know to who, but maybe to myself mm -hmm. that like with what I'm doing, I can pay for myself and do this. I think, I don't know if it's like a more of a personal thing that where you, f I feel kind of burdened that, you know, my parents were taking on those expenses. And so it's like, I'm super grateful for it. But I think after college, I was like, all right, this is like my time to prove myself. Like yeah. I need to find a job to be able to like pay for, for my own expenses and like live on my own and, and I'll figure it out. Like, I don't know how to do it, but I'll figure it out. Um, so that was very important for me. Um, but I don't think for my, my, and it, it became a discussion later on that I brought up that I was like, okay, I'm going to start paying for this. I'll start paying for this. Um, and I think it was less of like my parents being like, okay, we're cutting you off type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, which I think is, you know, some, some families are very different, you know, that they're yeah. really more pressuring. Um, I think, yeah, I'm very thankful that my parents were kind of in the respectful of like, okay, are you okay to pay for things? I think my mom is also yeah. just like, are you able to pay for food? Or like, are you eating well? <laughs> like, you know, Filipino mom, just making sure we're like, yeah. we got nutrition and stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that, that was my experience. It was just like, I was more... I think I was just more hard on myself that I was like, if I'm not paying for myself after college, like, man, I've freaking suck. Like I need, <laughs> I need to figure this out. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it seems like the support that you have from your family is, you know, definitely really special and something that, you know, maybe not, you know, maybe not a lot or maybe a lot of people can relate to, but mm -hmm. um, if you can kind of go back, I know you kind of wanted and you started just you talking about you being more of an individual person, like just really finding you and finding what you want to do and like focusing and honing in on that. But uh, the idea and coming to terms with the idea of moving away from home and then, you know, that seriousness when you got into college, kind of going back to that time, um, you know, main motivations, um, what were you really seeking at that time, if you can recall? Um, just moving away from home and what was like, what were some of the biggest driving factors for that? Yeah. Mm, I think for, I think a lot of when I was younger, just like transitioning from high school to graduation, I, I feel like I was actually not as um, driven to figure out what I wanted to do just yet. I think I was very in the motions of like, well, this is what life seems like. You go to high school, you find a college, you figure it out type of thing. And I was kind of going with the motions, um, but it wasn't until, I think I guess when it, it wasn't until like trying to declare a major was when I started thinking about things, to be honest. Um, and I think things that like drove me was like, one, two, definitely like, do I like what I'm doing or does it feel like me? Does it feel safe? Does it feel something that I want to keep doing? Um, for one, I don't think I was very driven 
by by money because I think how I saw things was like, well, if I get really good at what I <laughs> or if, if I figure out what I want to do, then then it'll translate into being really good, and then you get money later on. I think a lot of people are driven by like, oh, this this job is going to get you a lot of money, and I think, you know, that relates to other things, of course, in their life of just feeling uh, like safe with with money. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it I think I mean it was. I think it's even harder because then it makes you like dig deeper almost where you're just like, okay, if money's not the driving factor, like, is this really something that I like? Or like, Mm. how do I even know? Like if marketing or like, is what I want to pursue or HR, like what my, my question was like, if I pursue this, what the hell am I actually doing every day? And so that's why I did a lot of informational interviews where you just like reach out to people who are actually in those jobs. And you like, mm-hmm. I, I just asked them, I was like, so what do you do every day? Like you're in this industry, but like, like, what are your challenges? What are the, the projects or like, what's your everyday look like? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was, that was very important for me to know. Um, and so I think I, part of me was like, I want a sense of stability. And I think that's why I went into like HR because it was very organized. It was very, uh, um, what's the word? Like, just like sustainable or a safe job kind of, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting when I started doing like internships and learning more about it, that safe job just felt so boring for me. Mm. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to go crazy if I continue this. And then after that's, I think what drove me was like the creativity side or just the, yeah, the, the, I really liked the creativity and technology side of marketing. That um, is what, what pulled me into learning more about it and feeling like, you know, I don't know a lot about this, but I think there's a drive in me that wants to learn more and get better at this role. And I think that's something that, that, that that want is is a clue into like i should pursue this Mm. yeah damn and you kind of just talked about that drive and you know you're really looking for stability at that point and you have that and so if you can you know shed light on what you're currently doing in terms of your career and just anything that that entails and anything that you feel comfortable with sharing yeah, so right now I'm a marketing associate at a marketing agency called Campaign Creators. Um, it's a small, tiny agency. It, there's about 12 or 14 of us, mm-hmm. um, some in San Diego, some around the country. Mm. And we do digital marketing Um it's we're very focused on a certain type of marketing like email marketing we call it conversion focused marketing not really like pr or like social media that i think a lot of people are are familiar with mm-hmm. um there's a lot of like tech technology like side of it um and so that's what i do right now i started this job about two years ago where i was doing marketing for clients and helping other companies Mm. market themselves create campaigns create emails um optimize it get help them you know get sales Mm -hmm. um i was in that job for me almost almost a year maybe like 10 months um and i sucked at it (laughs) i (laughs) was so stressed at this job it was so hard but the thing was i loved the company and i loved the people that i worked with Mm. but just being in client services freaking i freaking sucked i i don't know um luckily there was a uh the director of marketing at the time she 
there's a person that that left and she was looking for somebody to replace that and i i mean i think i'm sure they recognized like maybe this wasn't the job for me and they asked if i wanted to transition to a different department and help with the internal marketing is what we call it like mm -hmm. we market our agency to find clients and i was like hell yeah that's that's let's do this i love this company but i don't know if i like this role and mm. so i transitioned and i've that's what i've been doing now i've been in this marketing associate role for about a little over a year now and part of it is helping like create campaigns to find new clients for our agency and then there's another part of it which is really cool is like we have we take in interns um and we help we like teach them you know about digital marketing um by pulling them into some of our projects um and there's a lot of like content creation in in this mm. where like i help like whether it's like creating blogs or like creating videos or like um this content creation side that i was never part of in the client services that i'm really interested in um and there's this uh leadership side that i've i've taken on recently because i had a manager before but then she left last year and then i ended up having to um kind of lead this team in a way um and, you know kiana kiana works with mm -hmm. me um i we have some interns and so just there's there's this new um role that i've had to take on is like not only doing marketing but just helping teach mentor and lead these people in the right direction and supporting them which i think is like now has been the hardest job <laughs> i've ever faced because yeah. there's part of me that's like i understand the value of having a good uh, mentor and a good manager mm -hmm. um and so i want to be that but there's a part of me that's like dang, I'm, I don't know how to give this to you <laughs> in the best way sometimes because I don't have all this time and all other elements. Um, so it, it's, it's a, it's a balance. It's a challenge. Um, it's, it's very satisfying. I would say when, when, you know, you, you see that they're growing, but it's being a, a freaking manager a leader. Like I respect all the people who are managers out there. Cause it's, it's not easy. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah. do you, how do you feel with your current role? I mean, you've talked about, you've kind of enjoying, you know, what you're doing now a lot, but how do you feel kind of forecasting the future in terms of, can you see yourself doing this particular role or do you want to venture off and try something new or even maybe pivot and do something else in your career? Like what are you kind of seeing in the next you know, the near future at least. Yeah, I think for for me, I've I've never really like been good at forecasting like beyond a year, which is the thing. <laughs> I've always been very like, okay, what am I interested in right now? And let me plan for like maybe a month. Um, because for me, I'm just so I don't know if it's something like I don't like getting tied down, but I, I think I recognize that I'm I change uh interests a lot and and I'm open to um, discovering what that interest is. Mm. Um, so for one, like I, I could see myself in this role. Um, there's actually a part of me, like I, I love this leadership position, but there's a part of me that has been feeling like I don't want this leadership position anymore. And I want to have my own 
manager type of thing to teach me how else I can grow. Cause I think there's, when I had a manager myself, I felt like I grew so much and learned so much and, and being a manager myself, I'm just like, damn, I kind of miss that. <laughs> and mm. I wish there was somebody to tell me what's like, tell me if I'm wrong or tell me if I'm right, because that's where I really grew a lot. So one, if there's anything I would, I would love to like step down from a leadership position in a way and have mm. somebody else mentor me. Um, I still see myself in digital marketing. Um, digital marketing is very like, there's just so many avenues that mm -hmm. you can focus on. If there's anything that I would be interested in deviating to, it's um, user, it's called UX UI, which is user experience and user interface. It's, it's almost like a mix of like, knowing how to code, but then also knowing how to have an eye for design. So you develop, mm. it's like you develop websites or you optimize websites that's best for the user experience. And you do like testing, you, you have like experience with like design and, and how it looks, but then you also um, know how to do like user testing and, and have like this development side, very hmm. complex job that I barely have experience in. But <laughs> I think if I really, if I was really just like fed up with my role, it would be cool to, I guess, deviate into that. That's super awesome. I mean, it sounds like you're well on your way. And um, I think even too, I did want to ask the, the role that you're talking about. It's very unusual to hear someone talking about dropping a leadership role but would yeah. you would you say that you're more so learning things on your own through your own trial and error because you don't have that specific uh, mentor or guidance um, mm -hmm. in your current role or what's that like yeah I think right now the the most I'm learning is through trial and error of my own doings um we I think I have really cool coworkers that work in different departments that I've been trying to you know book meetings or whatever to just talk to them and and kind of you know I'm doing my projects and it's almost like I bounce off my ideas and be like hey what do you think about this or like would mm. you like what what would you do if an, I, you were in my position and so in a way I kind of like pull them in to be my mentor <laughs> yeah, yeah. even though they're not technically but of course they have their own projects and things like that um so that's kind of how I've been trying to learn a lot of it is just like I have to take my own time to do the readings um to just see what other people are doing uh I try to take some like video trainings on my own um mm. but I think that's only so it's it's effective in a certain way I think still like having a manager a mentor every day to just like be telling you what's right telling you what's wrong was just like what helped me grow that's awesome and I did I did want to ask just because I think it's a big thing that a lot of people in our generation are kind of dealing with in terms of um, pivoting and maybe making career changes when you thought otherwise, like you didn't think you would be in that position initially, but you've kind of lived that, making that pivot midway through undergrad. You kind of made a pivot when you absolutely loved your coworkers at your previous company and you loved the job, but you talked about the whole clientele experience was very, very stressful and, and, and pushing something new. Um, what would you share? What would you um, say to those maybe in a time, especially now, given the current climate of just, there's a lot of rethinking and trying to figure out almost repurposing, like, what do I do? What do I bring to the table? Um, what would you say to those people that may be going through that, um, from your own experience and your own learning? Yeah, I guess, 
there's two things that bring to mind. One, like it's, it's okay. Like um, I bring up, or I hear a lot that like, you know, way back when a lot of our parents were used to having one, one job or like staying in one industry throughout their whole life. But I think how um, things are working out now, it's like people will be in different jobs and just jump roles way more often. And it's not, I don't know if it's accepted, but it's more common. So you don't have to feel like whether like feel a certain way, feel embarrassed or feel like weird that you don't, you want to deviate to a different thing. I think like one, it's okay. That happens a lot. (laughs) Um, And then two is like something that's a little bit more actionable because yeah, it's okay. But then it's like, okay, so how do I figure it out? I think one, <laughs> the best way like that I have really learned was just like learning from others. And so doing, I, having a mentor is like, was huge for me. Um, but of course not everybody has, I guess that opportunity or can find the right mentor, mm. but doing things like this, where you're like talking to somebody that's in a like whether that's in a role that you're interested in or just learning about different jobs like opens up I guess your ideas of just like the of like what you could do or a better understanding of what's out there because I think we're so limited to understanding what different roles are out there if that makes sense Mm -hmm. it's like okay this person is a this person's in sales. What does that really mean? Or this person's in marketing. What does that really mean? Um, I think if you're really learning how to pivot or just trying to figure out what you want to do, talking to people that are in the roles that you're kind of interested in will help you understand and, and, and make you feel like, okay, these are the options that I have. Mm -hmm. Because I think, when I was in that space of just like, shit, I have no idea what I want to do. Like I have nothing to hold on to like an idea that I want to do. I, I was just like, what are my next steps? But I think the next steps is just talk to people that are in the industry of things that you might be interested in. It doesn't hurt. I think a lot of people are interested in sharing what they do. Mm. Um, and yeah, a lot of people are open in, open to like, um, explaining what exactly their job is and just sharing some insight and light that that they don't think is very valuable but is really valuable to people who are trying to understand what they want to do with their life absolutely I think it's funny that um, that is your answer because I think I still think of things in the like school years so I, I, I think of the year as like not in January through December but like September to June if that makes sense and then you just okay. kind of block out and so if you remember yeah. Um, it was actually in the beginning of the school year. It was in September, August, September last year mm-hmm. that um, I asked you um, if we if we can like go grab a drink and I, and I wanted to pick oh, yeah, your yeah. brain about about what you're doing. And, and it's really awesome to hear even how you've progressed even in the last nine to 10 months um, in this. And then for you to like for us to have this space and to basically kind of share us not the same, but like a more structured, but similar um, conversation that we had before. So it's, it's really awesome to hear um, your narrative. Now, Carl, I want to tie it all together. And mm-hmm. the viewer, the audience who's listening and chatting, you know, hearing your story, um, growing up in the Bay Area, East Bay, and uh, being in, <laughs> pretty much for the most part, being in Catholic school for the entire time, but still having that balance of dance and the support of your family and going to San Diego State and making the move to San Diego and 
doing all of that and then booking all the jobs immediately after school, which is a blessing. I wouldn't even book all the jobs. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that but you, hey, that's, that's all you did. You just got to get one. Just but one. everything you learn from the experiences, the networks, the adversities that you've experienced in the spaces, the classrooms, the people you've met, what would you say to maybe a 13 or 14 year old version of yourself um, from everything that you've learned in your own journey so far? And for maybe it's someone, maybe it's even a 13 or 14 year old who may be listening out there and in a time of, you know, you're about to enter high school and you're, and you're still social distancing and learning or, or just even just speaking to your 13 or 14 year old self, um, what would you say from everything that you've learned? Hmm. Damn, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I maybe like I think when I was young, or if there's something I wanted to tell myself, it's like in a way, don't worry or uh, don't feel like you need to choose a job that's stable or that you think is stable. Um, really make your focus more on like your interests and and reevaluating yourself a little bit more. Mm. Hmm. Is that the right way? Maybe like <laughs> being open to more experience. I think like as I put myself in more experiences, whether that was like dance or like new meeting new people or like attending these like group sessions or organizations, um, it helped me learn and, and see the different opportunities. Um, and get a little bit more clarity. I think with when I was younger, I was very hard, maybe hard on myself and just like expecting myself to understand things right then and there mm. and, and getting stressed that I didn't understand things right then and there. And so I think maybe telling myself that one, stop stressing, two, <laughs> like go out there and, and put yourself in new experiences because that will give you a little bit more answers. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, it's I would tell, I would tell myself answer, that. So it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. yeah um, I thank you for that. I think, you know, the, this is what this is for and not only for us to, you know, kind of catch up and to just you know, hear your story, but also for, you know, maybe those that may be looking for inspiration or just some sort of spark that we may have needed that final push. So I just want to say, Cara, thank you for sharing your story. Um, it's extremely valuable and important um, for us and also whoever's turn, um, tuning in. So I just want to say thank you for your time today. It means a lot. And then hopefully, you know, further down the line or once some huge changes or even small changes come along that we'll have to do a follow-up and we'll catch up again on here. Yeah. Yeah. Time. No. Yeah. I wouldn't mind coming back on if things change <laughs> or like, if you have more questions, like Absolutely. I know there's so much more that we like dive deeper in when we, uh, when we first talk way back when yeah. in September. So happy to jump on another call if you need to. Yay. Cool. Thank you so much, Cara. Um, thank you guys for tuning in on the of like minds video podcast episode 15 with Cara Cis Villa. Cara, we'll talk to you soon and we'll catch you later. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Bye Thanks, guys. Bye.